Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Vann. Good day, good day, everyone. I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van, and I'm glad that you're with me today. Uh, this is day eight of the National Financial Literacy Month. I hope that you enjoy the broadcast, the episodes that have preceded this. And so now we're into day eight, and I'm going to talk about the pillars of personal finance. And one of the things that I want you to take away from this is that each and every episode and prior to this series, I have provided content that you can apply if you chose to do so. And again, it's about me guiding you because I want you to become financially independent, financially free, debt-free. There's nothing like debt freedom. And that's what this episode is going to talk about as well. So I'm hoping you're enjoying it. And don't forget our mantra, wealth is more than just money. So when I, we talk about the four pillars of uh, personal finance. What it really entails is that we are all looking at our personal finances. We're kind of taking an inventory, if you will. And we all know what an inventory is, right? An inventory is looking at everything, everything that we have at our disposal, but we're going to look at it from a personal finance standpoint. And I know the first quarter of this year has already passed, so we're working on quarter two, and, and quarter two, we're going to take the same approach we took in quarter one, the first three months of the year, uh, and looking at our finances. And so one of the things that we're going to do, and I want you to do, is uh, look at, take a personal financial inventory. So your assets and liabilities, they are the foundational elements of your financial position. And the difference between uh, the two represents your net worth, which I talked about in the previous uh, episode on day seven. Uh, for example, uh, some very simple math, we might say that we own a house worth 200,000, a car worth 10,000, and you owe 60,000 on the home and 5,000 on the car. So your 210 asset minus your 65,000 liabilities give you your net worth of 145,000. So that's, that's kind of what we're working with here. In other words, uh, one may own a house or they may own a vehicle or some artwork or collectible sports memorabilia, what have you. And uh, if it's paid for, then it's an asset. But if there's debt owed on that asset that you have, then you have to separate the difference to, in order to come up with your uh, net worth. So let's talk about your assets. Um, they're items uh, you own and you have value that can be turned into cash if you needed it. We're not saying to get rid of your, your uh, possessions, but this is just giving you the concept. It includes cash. Let's say if you have a personal checking or savings account, which many people do, or you have a whole life policy, 401k or IRA, 
um, what have you, different investments, land, equity in your home, as valuable jewelry. So as you can see, uh, these are assets, but typically when we're going about our lives, we don't think about them that way. They're just stuff, if you will. But that stuff is real. <laughs> and so there's a value placed on all of it. So it's very important to really understand uh, what your assets are, because you cannot increase the value of your assets if you don't know what you have. And a lot of times a person may buy some nice jewelry with some diamonds or gold, whatever it may be, and they just forget about it because it, they think of it as stuff. But it's really everything has a value to it. Even if you have some ink pens and the ink pens are, are very uh, valuable, uh, that's worth something. And of course, you know that watches are really collectibles now that people even bid on, on purchasing watches, very nice exotic watches. So it's, it's not out of the realm to think of some of the stuff that you have that it has value. So uh, one may ask, uh, what about um, if you buy a car, is it an asset? Well, uh, yes, it's an asset. However, it depreciates very quickly. Even if it's brand new time, you drive that vehicle off the lot, it uh, starts depreciating, which means it has less value than when the day you purchased it. And you look at your paperwork and you're saying, hey, this is $20,000. But once you roll off of that lot and that wear and tear starts taking place, uh, your, your value of that $20,000 vehicle the next year is going to be less. And again, it depends on how many miles you put on it, uh, if there's any damage uh, made to the asset and uh, whatever you owe on it, uh, that's a debt unless you pay cash for it. So uh, even when you file in taxes, depending on how you position the asset, the car, if you use it uh, as a, a livery type service where Uber or Lyft, one of those type of services, then uh, that changes the insurance equation for you because insurance companies going to look at it as being more high risk as opposed to if you're commuting to work or you're commuting to class or something of that nature, just regular driving to the grocery store or something. So you have to really take all of this into consideration and think about your stuff <laughs> and uh, it, it'll help you to really understand it. And uh, one of the reasons uh, you may ask is why are assets important? Um, one reason is that they can be used later in life. So if you have a picture and it's a collectible or some sports memorabilia, let's say by a famous athlete, and that value when they were living has one value, but when they pass away, it typically, depending on who the athlete is, that value increases exponentially because the demand for it is much higher. So it gives you greater value. And so uh, you want to also look at if you have a house, you want to be able to make an informed decision about leveraging your house equity or using the equity for things that would produce a positive long-term result. Uh, for example, if you take money out, equity out, and you repair your house, then that's considered a, a really good um, leverage because it improves the value of the house over the life of it. So... Uh, so if you pay off the interest on your credit cards, that adds value too, because once you pay the credit card off, then typically a bank, like what happens in some cases with me, they will increase the limit without you even asking. And or if you have cars that you really don't use, 
the likelihood is that they would not increase the limit because you're not using their car. So it's a, a balancing act, if you will. And so you want to maybe use some of that money out of that asset for emergencies, uh, which is really good. And the home equity loan, of course, can do that too. But I, I look at maybe staying away from that because you want to be careful, especially with the fluctuation of inflation nowadays. And uh, sometimes it can be considered a bad idea to liquidate your equity for luxury purchases like vacations and daily living expenses because it won't return any value to you by doing that. Yeah, you had fun on that trip. And yes, uh, you had a nice car, but the car is sitting in the garage or outside and people trying to uh, uh, carjack you. <laughs> Or people are trying to uh, steal your wheels. Uh, different things happen. And it, it also has, again, that impact on uh, your uh, the value of property and, and the liability. So uh, another one is uh, when we look at uh, the four pillars is understanding your liabilities. So you may ask, what is a liability? And many of us, we never really learn what, what liabilities are because we're so busy spending money. <laughs> and when we spend that money, which there's nothing wrong with that, uh, it's, it's, it's really good to know, uh, ask yourself why. So that's where that mindset comes in. So uh, it's, it's really uh, good to understand uh, what your liabilities are. And uh, so the bottom line is it uh, has an impact on you know, debt management. And uh, if we find ourselves in debt-related trouble, do we get start getting serious about trying to figure it out? So liabilities are debts or obligations or items that are owed to others. And debts are the accounting opposite of assets and include all accounts payable. So uh, we definitely want to be able to stay on top of our debts. And then when you have liabilities, um, it's not always a bad thing. Uh, especially if the debt you accrue in order to create a stable home for your family or further your education. So if you have uh, take some money or equity out of your house to help pay for a student loan that replaces a student loan, then you're in good shape. Uh, but if it's just uh, a liability you have just to go out and have a whole lot of fun with it, and again, there's no return, that's return on your child or you uh, getting that education, but there really isn't if you're just using for fund money, because you can set up another account for that, a separate account for that. And so uh, income and expenses, uh, while assets and liabilities give a, a good picture of your overall long-term financial health, tracking income and expenses can help understand your money on a day-to-day -day and month-to-month -month basis. And it's important to do this uh, primarily because you don't want to overspend. You don't want to put stress and pressure on your life as a result of being overextended. Uh, so much so that you're living paycheck to paycheck and you don't know where you're going to get your next dime from. So uh, that's a, another a good one. And then uh, you want to be able to understand your income and how you calculate it. You know you make a gross amount each pay period, but after taxes and other uh, expenses that are taken out of it and other fees are taken out of it, you have a net income and that net income is what you live on. So you want to look at what percentage for once what our percentage for needs, and then what's percentage for uh, other or savings and, and uh, investing. So uh, you want to be careful 
especially if you get a little bit up there in age, you want to be careful how you spend your money because you have to live your entire rest of your life with whatever you are accruing today. And so it's, it's very important to uh, pay special attention to that. And then um, the other thing is, is the, like I said, you have to understand what your expenses are. You have to keep track of them. And my objective for you is to pay off all of your debt, all of your credit card debt, any personal loans, work towards student loans if you have any. Uh, you want to look at your house, any vehicles. You want to look at all expenses and try to get them paid down and find ways to cut out uh, different expenses as well but, uh, because that can absorb uh, you as well. So the bottom line is, is to uh, look at your assets, your liabilities, your income and your expenses and uh, give them, I call it a financial fitness test. And if, if they're not fit, then we need to work out a little bit more from the sense of our finances and always look for guidance uh, from other people. Uh, there are a lot of uh, free resources out there, but if you want a professional to handle it, I recommend you get yourself a financial coach, a financial advisor, uh, get you a lawyer, get you an accountant. And uh, what I'm providing you is uh, financial education. But if you want to get more in depth, like if you're going to get yourself a will, you want to get yourself an attorney, or if you want to get your estate plan, you want to get you an attorney. If you have accounting uh, issues that are outstanding, like if you're uh, working with the IRS and you owe some money, you want to get you an accountant to assist you with that. Uh, in other words, don't go it alone, because when you go it alone, you will be alone. <laughs> uh, everything works better when you're on a team. And even if that team is not full time, uh, people that use their expertise to help you. So again, I talked about the four pillars and uh, the four pillars uh, can make a difference, but just pay attention to them. Again, uh, they are assets, know what they are, liabilities, know where you stand with those. Your income, understanding how your income flows also dictates how you can spend. And then lastly, you want to look at the expenses that are associated with them. It all makes a difference. And again, it's all about me wanting you to be debt free, financially free so that you can invest, save and invest and then generate some wealth and then provide some uh, generational wealth uh, at the back end so that your loved ones won't be uh, struggling uh, if you happen to pass away or unfortunate uh, incident or accident. So this concludes uh, day eight. And I talked about the pillars of personal finance and uh, review this, recommend that your family, friends, and colleagues also look at this. Uh, this would be episode number 214. I'm really moving along, but I have a full month of uh, on this series that I'm putting together. And this is just day eight. So we have 22 days ahead of us. Look, have a good day. Again, I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy Podcast. Enjoy your day and I'll see you on day nine. Take care for Thanks now. Thanks for listening Goodbye. to Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. To get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching, in addition to resources associated with this podcast, email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.